was forced to get off of home base we thought it was too dangerous. They said too many people are getting hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site. A lot of people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. Hello, welcome back to Podcast 99. I'm Ryan Lichten, and today... Once again, we have another survivor story for you. But before we get into that, I just wanted to remind all you folks, I know we have a lot of new listeners. We do have a whole nother show. Uh, It's available on all the same platforms as Podcast 99. It's called Culture Dumps. And on that show, every episode is a different topic, with the exception of a couple that are multi-parters. Like, for instance, we've covered Millie Vanilli on there, Girls Gone Wild, Beanie Babies, uh, William Hung, uh, Pogs, Disco Demolition, Tons of stuff. There's there's over 80 episodes now um, of of Culture Dumps. So be sure to check that out. Also, our Patreon, patreon.com slash culture dumps has all sorts of never before seen Woodstock 99 photos that were sent to us from survivors. We also post lots of research materials on there and we have dozens and dozens and dozens of bonus episodes of side series and set commentaries, watch alongs, all kinds of stuff like that. So be sure to check out patreon.com slash culture dumps. Now, today's survivor is named Christian, and this is a great party story, uh, with the exception of a few run-ins with some disturbing aspects of Woodstock 99. This dude had a great time, saw the bands that he wanted to see, uh, smoked laced weed, partied in the rave. It just so you know, drank a lot of beer. had had a pretty good time. He also uh, managed to spot himself in the Netflix documentary for a brief period, and that is, or a brief moment, I should say, it's just a couple seconds. But that's what led him to our show. So let's get into it. This is our latest Survivor story. This is Christian. All right, folks. I'm sitting here over the phone with Christian, a Woodstock 99 attendee. Uh, your wife was the one, actually, that reached out to us on your behalf. And uh, I'm glad you were you were down <laughs> to come on. Yeah, she's uh, she's been an avid follower of you guys from the beginning. And she's been obsessed with Woodstock. Uh, is that why you guys got married? Because you went... <laughs> Well, she's 12 years younger than me, so she was she couldn't go. Like she was, she's from Florida. I'm from originally from Buffalo, and she's just been obsessed with it, and even more obsessed because you know her man went there, so she has a little more inside knowledge. Which I I have I didn't listen to the podcast, I didn't watch any of the documentaries until they started really coming out, and then it started rekindling my experience, which was good and bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, that seems to be the uh, the general consensus. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> fun was it's had like the, until the, it wasn't. Right. It's What's funny is it's, it's like anything. The longer, the farther away it is from me, the more I have fond memories of it. Right. But if you would have been interviewing me that weekend, I probably wouldn't have had very many nice things to say about it. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, I, you know, just, just before we, we jump into your time there, um, you yep. spotted yourself in the Netflix documentary. Was it, was that what happened? So no, I didn't spot myself. So one of the, one of the guys that from my hometown, a bunch of us like met up there and we were out one night and it was like right after that came out, we hadn't watched it yet. We were planning on, you know, watching it. He's like, Oh my God, Christian, you, have you seen it yet? And I said, no, haven't seen it. What's going on? He's like, you're totally in it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's like, I'm going to have to pause it. And we're going to be like, wait, is that it? Wait, is that me? Cause he said it. He's like, you're at the 28.38 mark. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like a little blip. I'm like, okay, let's go home and watch it. And it's, you know, 
when you see yourself on a, a Netflix documentary, you're thinking it's going to be quick. And it was, I mean, it was a good three or four seconds, which I'm just standing there and it's like, oh my God, that's me. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then I had, I've, I've had friends even just a couple days ago, I've had friends texting me like, Hey, did you see yourself on TV? Did you know you're on TV? And I'm like, yes, yes, I know. <laughs> it, you know, so, sometimes these stories, these experiences in our lives, they they lie dormant until the beast is awakened, and then there you yeah. are on everyone's screen. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like, I kind of I'm I'm really glad that I'm on it because now it's you know, there's lots of people that can say they were there, but now once you're on a documentary and you're you're visually there, it's like I'll be long gone dead, and I'll still be part of history. <laughs> Which is nice. Hell yeah! Now and now you're on podcast ninety nine. So exactly. <laughs> let's let's get in the way back machine now. The year is nineteen ninety nine. When do you first hear about Woodstock? What are your thoughts? What, what what are you doing? How old are you? Set the stage. So I was uh, when I first heard about Woodstock. I think it was like early spring when they announced something like that. I was around twenty four, twenty five. I was twenty five at Woodstock, but I was around twenty four, twenty five when I heard about it. Me and my buddy were super excited. I mean, you got Corn, Rage, uh, Limp Biscuit, Metallica, and then all these other random people, DMX, Ice Cube. It was just such a mixture of amazing music. To us, it was kind of like, this is not really a Woodstock thing, but okay, cool. Right. Uh, Woodstock, I think of the Grateful Dead and Bob Dylan and more music like that. So we were super excited and I had my father, you know, I, we gave him our money. He put it on his credit card, got the tickets. We were ready to go. Had you been to any like big major festivals or giant concerts or anything like that before? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I started going to shows. I went to my first concert when I was like five. Oh, wow. My, what, my, what was it? My, uh, my aunt took me in 1979 to kiss. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, so you're born. And then into I didn't go shit. to. Yeah, and then I didn't go to another concert till uh, this is a little embarrassing, but was Culture Club. That's not embarrassing. And then, yeah, and then my next one after that was Michael Jackson, which was Whoa. really cool. Yeah, yeah th those are all. I mean, Kiss and Michael Jackson, especially those are like the biggest concerts you could go to. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, in in '84, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. So, it, so you've gone to shows. You you, you guys are prepared. Um, Grateful Dead. We've gone to lots of Grateful Dead shows too. Okay, so you had yeah, well seasoned veterans uh, of rock and roll. Let's let's. Say. Yeah, and if you go to Grateful Dead shows and hang out there for the weekend, it's a shit show. Right. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's just it's a drug fest. Yeah, that's what they were. They're, I've never seen anything like anything since. Grateful Dead shows, even fish shows today and all that. They're not, they don't come close. Right. Well, yeah, it's just, a different scene, just a, a whole different vibe. Yeah. There was all sorts of clandestine, like drug rings and stuff that were chewing around and like the feds were involved and, you know, it, exactly. It, it, yeah. It's really, really crazy. Uh, so it's fitting that, yeah, you would go to Woodstock 99. So what, what are your preparations once you have the tickets? Like, like where, where did you live? How far away where were you? So we were, I, we were in Buffalo, New York. Okay. So about three hour drive, something like that, give or take. Um, we didn't really bring much. Like we brought our camping stuff and our clothes and, you know, like normal camping stuff, but we brought no food because it, it strictly told us you're not going to be allowed in with food or water. So we were like, okay, when we're thinking that, you know, two, 300 bucks should be more than enough for a whole weekend right? between the each person. 
So we got there like Thursday night, um, not Thursday night, but it was more like, like five, six o'clock on Thursday night, sat in the parking lot or the field, whatever you want to call it, and finished off a 12 pack before we went in. For the, for the pre-show. Yeah, we, we got there on Thursday and while we were in the parking lot, we could hear G Love playing. And was that like getting you guys amped? Oh yeah, because I used to love G Love and the Special Sauce. They were one of my favorites back then. They were just for 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 a chill band. I really liked them. So we heard them, and that's when we were like, okay, let's finish these beers and get in there now. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. did you set up your campsite first? Like, did you get settled, or was it just like from like once you guys got a spot, like let's pound? Yeah. And get so, in. like when we pulled in, it was first when we pulled in, it was kind of like um, it was almost like going to a fair, like. The guys parking us were didn't really know what they were doing. It, it was it was kind of like somebody like a bunch of teenagers at a at a local carnival, right? So we parked far where we knew like okay, here's a good spot we can get out here if we need to get out quick or anything, or to beat traffic when we leave. And then when we were about to go in, we could see like this big balloon thing. It looked like a I don't know if it was a blimp or what it was, but it was just this big thing. And the sun was setting, and the G Love was playing, and we were like, this is going to be an amazing weekend. So we went in. They really didn't check anything. They just like looked at our stuff and waved us through. Did you feel kind of duped by that? Like knowing? Like, oh yeah, I was. I was. We were. We were a little pissed off, like because it, here's people going in with like twelve packs, and we're like, "Come on, man, are you serious?" <laughs> we just drank ours in the car, super fast. Yeah, I'm like, I would have brought a cooler. Like I would have brought water. Like this is ridiculous. We were like, whatever. We're gonna have a good weekend. So we went, found a good spot to set up our tent. And then I think the first actual, sh I think the only first or show we really caught that night was Clinton. The rest of them we basically heard because trying to get to a show was, I mean, it was like hiking. Yeah, I mean, what, what did you guys think when you when you finally park and you start walking in and you're seeing the grounds? Because that was as clean as it was going to be for the whole weekend. I mean, oh like, yeah, it, it even Friday morning when we woke up, it was a different scene. Right. Like, did it strike you like as kind of strange? Like, oh, like this really is an Air Force base. Or was it just like like concert mode? Go, go, go. Not even paying attention to your surroundings kind of a thing. Yeah. It, Thursday night, we weren't really paying attention to how big it was. It was let's just do our thing set up. We'll wander over to see him and then we'll we'll hit the hay for the night and be ready for the whole weekend. Now, so that, Thursday it was just chill, kind of for us. Okay, yeah. So like, you, you see a, a bit of George Clinton, and then you guys just go back to the tent. Then, or did you wander around a bit? Did you see anything? Like, was there yeah. any? Was there any like preliminary crazy stuff that you saw? No, Thursday night I had no feeling of anything weird. It was just it, there wasn't really that many people there, though. It was a, a tenth of what was there by Friday. So we just you know looked at some of the vendor stuff and then. We kind of went to bed early. I mean, for for Woodstock, we probably went to bed at like midnight. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, but you guys are like, it sounds like so far playing it safe, doing what like a normal person would do in this instance. So what happens then the next morning when you wake up and now it's Friday? It is day one of Woodstock '99. Yeah. So we okay. So we each had our own tent, and I woke up. Looking around, and I, I, I open my tent because it's, it's starting to get a little hot. It's only like, I don't know, 9 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock, something like that. And I had to open the tent because it, it was just getting hot. And I open my tent, and I look around, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? Uh, like, there was almost no room to get out. Right. There was tents. I mean, there was tents all around me. I went from having a few tents here and there to it was like, uh, did I fall asleep for a whole weekend? And what 
what the hell? I couldn't even move. Wow. It was in it was insanity. I look at my buddy Ryan. He's looking out of his tent. He's looking at me. He's like, what the f? Like, I don't know, dude. So yeah. we're like, all right, well, whatever. This is gonna be a weekend. So we both we're both standing there brushing our teeth. I, I we're like, all right, let's go. So we basically just started walking around, looking at the vendors, checking everything out, and that's when we started. Almost right away, we were like, okay, something, something doesn't feel right here. Because we saw these these two girls. They had to be maybe 12 or 13 with no shirts on and their breasts are painted like flowers. Jesus. Yeah. And you know, here I'm a 25 year old guy at the time. So was my buddy. And we were both just like, what the hell is this shit? Like, this is not, that's not okay. Right. Like that's, that's not okay. That's somebody's child. Like literally not even in like the like classic, like strip club sense where it's like, that's somebody's daughter. Like, no, that's actually somebody's child. Yeah, like that's a that's a child. Like there was no, like it's harder to tell now ages as you get older because I'm 48 now and it's like looking at when you see a 12 sometimes a 12 year old and a 20 year old it's like I don't I don't know the difference you're both young but when you're 25 you know what a 12 year old is and it yeah. was just very disturbing and no one seemed to to care so it that like right away we had like a little bit of a bitter taste starting. Which is like something's something's off here. That's that's, <laughs> and that's like I mean, like if we're going in order of, of what you're saying here, I mean, you guys didn't even get to like a stage yet, and you're already no. like, ooh, like that's <laughs> that's that's kind of fucking harsh and and weird. Um, what, yeah, what, it was very strange. What, what kind of stuff would do you remember like the vendors having? Like, do you remember like any stands in particular? Um, I okay, so I remember the one pizza stand. I can't remember the exact prices. They had like personal pan pizzas that were basically, they were like Red Baron pizzas, basically. And yeah. they were, I don't know, $12, $13. I, I can't remember exactly how much they were, but they were, I mean, ridiculously expensive. I know that a slice of pizza was almost $8. And that's 99 I mean, that's like. Yeah, there was a 99 That, that was would ridiculous. be exorbitant. Like, that's like now festival prices. So, I mean, like. If I had a couple hundred dollars in my pocket that I'm I'm ready, you know, to spend it throughout the weekend, like, did that start feeling like a lot less money <laughs> right then? Like, did you feel oh, underprepared? I, I was like, oh my god, this is this is, this is not going to last me. How am I uh, two hundred dollars? I'm going to blow through this in the beer tent. Right. <laughs> because we had, they would only let you drink in the beer tent. They wouldn't leave you or the beer garden. They wouldn't let you leave the beer garden with your beer. Yeah. So like people that were in the crowd, they had their beers and we had to go into the beer garden and drink. And I think they were like $12 a beer, or $8 a beer or something. It was ridiculous. It was the same prices that they are today. Basically it was, it was ridiculous, but I was like, I'm not going to pay $8 for a water when I can pay a little more and have beer. Like I'm here to get, <laughs> I'm here to get fucked up and enjoy Woodstock. Right. Right. So what? So okay. You go. You, you assess the the pricing situation. You see some questionable stuff. When does the music start for you? I, if I'm if I'm correct, I think I think James Brown was Friday. Yeah. Yeah. He, he okay. So yeah. Day. So it was that, that's what I thought. Yeah, because it was me and Ryan, and we didn't meet our friends until the next day. So, or till that night actually. So we went and just laid in the lawn and just watched James Brown. And that was actually really cool. It was like, okay, back down to a chill moment. We're like, all right, this is going to be cool. We're seeing James Brown. This is pretty wild. You know, not something you expect to see when you're going to be seeing corn later that night. Right. 
Right. I mean, when you said like that, those were like, I mean, the the big Woodstock 99 bands, like the ones that everyone talks about and like, you know, in some cases blame everything on, like those are right. the ones that you were excited about. But I mean, like you said, you were into G-Love, like what, what were some of the other acts like that, that you were stoked on, you know, or like, like what kind of music, like were you into outside of the big Woodstock 99 four? I, I was into Kid Rock. I, I was excited to see him. I wasn't, I'm not a big fan of Kid Rock, but I was excited to see him. Uh, he was he was one of the big ones. I, I was really excited to see Ice Cube. Ice Cube was one of the big things for me. I couldn't wait to see somebody from NWA. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's awesome. And again, at Woodstock, I mean, like being I mean, you, you weren't, you know, a teenager or anything like you, you were, you know, the, a proper age to go to a festival like this, I, I would say. But was right. there any feeling like at all like, oh, this is Woodstock in like the sense that like the original Woodstock is remembered? Or was it more like that's just the name of it, but it's just this fucking late 90s blowout music festival? Or did you feel like you were maybe going to be a part of something legendary like Woodstock is supposed to be? You know, it's it's almost a little bit of all of the above. Because it, it was, you know almost in the same area as the original Woodstock. It was 30 years later. And there's no way that you can replicate 30 years later. It's going to be a different time, a different era, different everything. So it was almost our generation saying, this is who we are. Yeah. This is what you guys created. The Woodstock of 69 is what your parents created. They created you guys. And you guys of Woodstock, 69, you created us. So this is what you guys turned us into. <laughs> you created I mean, a monster. Yeah, you guys created us. Look at you. You guys did this corporation stuff. Look look at what you're doing to us. Right. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So after after James Brown, uh what what's next? Like who else do you remember seeing on, on that first day before, I mean, be, you know, before the sun sets? Like what, what's going on? You know, a lot of that day we were literally running back and forth because I think it was like a mile and a half between stages. And we really wanted to see we were hoping to see everything. Oh, there's but just we didn't no get way. to see everything. No, there was no way. We would literally see sometimes two or three songs of somebody, and then like, let's go. And it was so hot that it was like it almost made you delusional because <laughs> you're sweating, you're drinking, you're sweating, you're drinking, you're hiking, and there's just bodies and sweaty people everywhere. Your mind is like, there's so much going on. Like I, I heard the last podcast you did with the girl who was talking about the guy with the elephant dick. Oh, <laughs> we we saw that same guy. He <laughs> came up and rounds. tried to talk to us. Yeah, he came up and tried to talk to us, and my buddy Ryan was like, "Get the fuck away from me!" <laughs> yeah, because it was like you know, in the nineties, you know, somebody with their dick out comes up to you. It's like I'm either going to beat you or you're going to get the hell away from me. Well, like, I mean, I would like to think that, you know, unless it was welcome, that would be the, the general feeling anyways, if yeah, someone like, comes up with their dick out. Right. Like, I got my clothes on. I, I'm not looking to touch swords, buddy. Get away, get the hell out of here. Right. <laughs> but that also kind of freaked us out a little bit, too, because we're like, okay, there's – and it, there was an older guy. Like, he was older than us. He was probably in his 30s or 40s. So in our heads, we're like, wait a minute. There's young girls with their boobs out. There's – older guys with their dicks out. This is really whacked out. But yeah. then we were, you know, also thinking it's Woodstock. I mean, the original Woodstock, there were naked people everywhere. So yeah, I guess it's kind of par for course. Yeah. It seems weird though. Like just cause of how different, like the vibes were. And, you know, we've talked to so many people that were like, no, like it being Woodstock really had nothing to do with, 
with it. Well, like, especially once you get there and, and you see it. But I mean, like you're saying, there's these people hanging on to this idea of what Woodstock was and we need to introduce that into the 99 one, but it's just not playing the right way. Right. It's, it, it's going to turn out the way it's going to turn out because it's a different era and different music. Yeah. But like, I, I can't remember if, if we saw ice cube, I think he was on Friday. Yeah, he was, he was Friday. And we saw, while we were standing there, Jonathan Davis and his either wife or girlfriend at the time were standing right there at the edge of the stage. So that started getting us like really excited because we're like, he's right there. Because we were almost front stage for, for Ice Cube. Right. And, and that's on the seeing, west stage, the, the, the smaller stage. Yes. Yep. And Jonathan Davis is just standing there. He's got his arms. I got a picture of it somewhere, too. He's got his arms around his lady. And me and Ryan are just like, wow, this is going to be amazing. Okay. Because half the time, if you were close to the stage, all the artists would like go and watch each other on the side of the stage. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty wild to to let to be able to see that. And had you seen uh, like any of the big like have you had you seen Corn before? No. Okay, so it, it, it's no nope. whole thing. Corn, Limp Bizkit, uh, Rage didn't see them any of them yet. Okay, wow. Well, what an introduction. Let, let's just uh, well, let, let's see here. I have I have the list. Um, so on the first day, I mean, that's also like live and Cheryl Crow and DMX and the Offspring. That's all before Corn. Did you catch any of that? Yeah, we saw some of DMX. Um, that was really good. We saw. I think we saw like two or three songs of his. We saw, literally, saw a glimpse of Cheryl Crow, and I think we saw a little bit of Live, which I'm not a fan of Live, so I didn't really, yeah, care about that. And on the other stage, you had uh, like Lit, and you had Buck Cherry, and The Roots, and Saint Clown Posse. Did you catch any of those, or, or was that just like too far I, at that point? It was too far, yeah. And I, I had seen Insane Clown Posse before, so to me, I was like, you know, it's bands I need to see that I haven't seen yet. Right. Which I, I needed to glimpse Cheryl Crow. I'm not a fan of hers, but you know, that's all me. Like even me and my the, my wife that got a hold of you that's all we do is concerts. So it's like, I got this list of shows that I've seen. So it's like, I got to see that person. I got to see that person. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you it's know. fun just to, just to even just be, Oh, that's like one of the most famous people in the world. Like I'm right. I'm seeing They're them. right there in yeah. front of me. <laughs> yeah. So now that the sun's going down, it, it's, it's getting time for corn corn. In my opinion, had the gnarliest mosh pit of, of the weekend from a spectator point of view. Obviously I wasn't there. Um, how close did you guys get in like for that? Like where, where so were you we, positioned? we, I, I'm not big into getting into the mosh pits. I like, I don't like broken bones. Yeah. <laughs> um, good call. I did all the mosh pits things when I was in my teens and I was like, yeah, no. And you know, I've always had a career where I climb ladders and do AC work. So I can't really get injured. And neither can my buddy that was with me. So we were, I would say we were halfway back to, if you're facing the stage, we were on the left-hand side of the stage. Okay. Um, it, perfect view. We could see everyone with no problem, but we weren't very close. Now, when it when it kicked off and, and you know, that, that first song, I mean. Like, so yeah, what was just, really just, great. What's going on? Yeah. What was really great is like, we're, we're all sitting there waiting and it, the, the thing just kept saying corn, corn, corn. And then all of a sudden, all the lights went off. Everything went dark for a minute. And then they came on. And the whole place just went crazy. But it was like, it, that night, it was a good energy, though. Like, yeah. I didn't feel any bad energy at that moment. 
where I thought I was going to throughout the day, I th- it, it, there was like, there was always a weird vibe, but I think it was just everyone was pissed off at the prices. So everyone was like a little disgruntled through the day about paying all these prices for this, this stuff. And the bathrooms were a no go by Friday afternoon. Right. Well, we'll talk yeah, like, about we'll talk about that. In, in, in a yeah. Bit. But yeah, I can only imagine. So then corn hit, and I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Like we were all super excited. Like the energy was just really good when corn hit the stage. One of the best, one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's definitely in my top ten for all concerts. What was there like? I mean, when when it really gets going and kicks in, were you guys kind of like, I mean, impressed or surprised by like the just veracity of of the pit you know like where you're like oh shit this so is... <laughs> it, it didn't even really look like a, a mosh pit it just looked like a wave of insanity right. it was just like a wave like it was almost blurry because people were moving so much that's so it, crazy. it was it was the most bizarre looking thing and that's one of the things we love to do is like be up above the mosh pits and record them and just watch it yeah but Moshpits, you can see it. Usually it looks like a whole bunch of ants just moving around. This was like just a wave of people moving. It was just, we both looked at each other and were like, Get, glad I'm not in there. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just stayed clear of, of all that shit. Claustrophobia. That's, I, I wonder how many people left Woodstock having gained claustrophobia. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, there people walked away with all sorts of trauma from, <laughs> you know, that. that yeah. Oh, absolutely. For, for, absolutely. So Corn plays their set. It's it's absolutely legendary. Like you said, probably you know one of the best that you've ever seen. Uh, wh- what's the rest of the night like on, on Friday? So we went back to the beer garden, had a couple more beers, and then we decided to go to um, the hangar where all the techno shit was going on. Which I I like techno music. My sure. buddy doesn't. But we went and checked it out, and it was, you know, just normal. I think, I think it was Crystal Method playing or something. I think, can't remember. I, I, I think they were there. Moby was also was also there on on the first night. Um, and a couple okay, of so it was Moby. I, I can't I can't really remember. But yeah, yeah, it was Moby, Moby. Was the headliner of of the rave. Yeah, that was Moby. That's we saw Moby that night, and then uh, he we both went to our tents and crashed for the night. What was the rave? I mean, had you been to like like rave raves before? I mean, what what, what was it like in the actual hangar and, and around it? So Friday night, it was just it just seemed like a regular rave, like a rave. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary on Friday night, in in my opinion. Right. It was just kind of what you would expect. Also, as you were talking about going to the beer garden after corn, like I'm just I'm just trying in my head to visualize like. You have your two hundred dollars at the top of the screen, say, and every time you say that you went to yeah, a beer garden, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just picturing it going down. Like, oh, I've got a story about that getting into the weekend. Yeah. All right. So you guys crash out, at, you know, after checking out the rave for a bit, like you said, it wasn't didn't seem too crazy to you. You wake up Saturday now. Now it's it's gonna hit the peak. What were the like? <coughs> what, what's waking up on Saturday like and getting in? Okay, it was equivalent to the Friday episode of waking up except now tents are so pushed against me that we can't even get out of our tents oh my god I, like literally i had to fall out of my tent like i fell on somebody else they, it, i've never seen anything like this like there was not even standing room people's tents were just smushed together where we were Ugh. it was i mean it was awful so that we were like okay 
let's grab our shit and let's go take a shower. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That, let's hear about that because you know most people that we've we've talked to, they they all said you know we 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 took a shower on Friday, say, and they're like, and that's when we decided no more showers for the rest of the weekend. But you're going in on the second day. What is, for fir- yeah for the first time? Because like? yeah. Oh my God! So we get there and it's hard to even describe. Like they had these. They had the men's side and the women's side, which really wasn't anything anymore. It was just this this giant thing with like tarps around it and bars on the top. And there's like men and women and just people on the bars. Like it's like it's like a party in there. There's people naked everywhere. There's I don't know how they had the water or the drains or whatever, but it was almost like if they took like a tarp and laid it down on the floor and then put like a little lip on it around this whole thing and like contain the water. Ugh. So like you went in there and it was like we were, I'm gonna say, ankle to shin high in in water. Like other people's shower water. Other people bathing water. Ugh. I mean, just people <laughs> naked everywhere. And I'm not, you know, I'm not one to just be out in public naked. So I was wearing like my boxers, and I'm like, can't, no, guys, I don't think so. We showered. That was the last time we showered or used a bathroom. Oh man, just like held it. Well, I guess though you're probably sweating out most of whatever you would have. Well, you can. Uh, we we got to piss all weekend because right. we because <laughs> you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but none of us, and we ended up meeting our, the rest of our friends that day. But none of us shit the whole entire weekend. <laughs> Not once. You you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't. It was literally you. We we would get to the porta potties, and you open the door, and it was just like a hole with a mountain coming out of it. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. Like there was, it, it was almost like people had to like place their shit on top of it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it makes me wonder, uh, like, cause I've seen some photos of like the inside of them and, and yeah, you're right. And it, like, I always wonder when I see it being like a mountain, that's like coming out of the seat. It's like, who was the last person to like, to just be like, I'm going to, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to hover over this and just place it on top. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's no. insane. So, I mean, like, but was there a moment where, like, where one of you guys, like, had to go? And then so you, you go, like, you go and then you have to make a decision, like, nope, I'm going to suck this back inside of me and carry it like a baby through the rest of the weekend. Both of us, that was the shower. We, that was right before we went to the shower. Like, let's go take a shit and then take a shower. <laughs> nice. We both decided, well, we're going to just not shit this entire weekend. Ugh. That's That's it. Just hold it in. Oh my God! So our, and then we got to the shower, and it was like, okay, well, this is gonna be our last shower until we get home. Yeah, you're just running out of like humane options. Like, like <laughs> it's becoming more and more depraved. And this is yeah. this is the morning. So after your shower and, and you get yourself settled, like when do you get in? Like, like what well, what's what's first on the on the list? And also, what are the sights and smells of the actual concert grounds now that it's day two? Oh, it's well, the concert ground itself just looked like a wasteland. I mean, there's just trash everywhere. There was no cleaning up. No one cleaned up anything. Bottles and cans and just garbage everywhere. Everywhere. And it smelled it smelled kind of like what you would expect 400 plus thousand people with almost no showers and porta potties knocked over would smell like. Right. And body odor. It was just it was nasty. I mean, is this starting to kind of deter you guys a little? Like, like I, what I mean by that is, at this time when you're you're coming in, it's day two, and you see that nothing's been cleaned up, the toilets are unusable, the showers are unusable. Are you starting to feel like ripped off at all, or are you just like kind of like young manning it and just being like, "Fuck it," like we're at Woodstock? Or is it like, "Oh man, this is starting to suck"? 
it was it's almost like the devil and the angel on your shoulder i i felt both ways <laughs> i i i literally there was parts of me that's like dude just get me get in your your girlfriend's car and go home this is bullshit leave go home that's go get your angel. air conditioning go have some beers fuck this and then the other part of me is like uh Dude, Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine. I don't know which Metallica. is the angel and which is the devil in, in this instance. Right. I, don't, I don't know which which side would be saying what. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it was just, but, you know, we toughed it out and we were just like, okay, because we, we knew friends were possibly showing up, but I was the only one with a cell phone back then. Oh, wow. You actually had a phone. Yeah, I had a cell phone. It was, I mean, I had, I could only use it in certain spots. Right. Um, I had to go like I remember I had to go behind this one trailer and that's where it worked. And charging, I had to like turn it off and leave it off for a while because there was not much area to charge it. There wasn't like places to just go charge it like there is today. So I eventually, you know, I we were like, okay, let's check your phone. So I went and checked it, and one of my buddies had called and said we're going to be there today. So we weren't sure if they were coming or not because they didn't buy tickets like we did. They were like half-fasting it at the last minute right and a bunch of them were showed like showed up so we were like okay let's go meet them at the beer garden so before they got there though we went and we watched uh kid rock and whoever else was over on that stage that day why clef jean was uh yes yes it was and okay so you did you did you you watched why clef jean yeah like i would say 80 percent of it Okay, that's crazy because I think you're the first person that we've we've talked to that that saw it or at least that much of it. To us, it's the most unhinged set. Like it seemed like it was all on the fly, and it was like really confusing. And, oh, like, it was very it was very bizarre. Yeah, well, well, like what are you what do you remember for, from that set? I just remember me and Ryan looking at each other, going, "What the hell is going on here? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, what what is this?" Because I was kind of excited because I I was a fan of the Fujis. Sure. So I was like, okay, this is going to be pretty cool. And it was bizarre. <laughs> it was just strange. I, I don't remember all of it, but I just know that when we were there, we were like, okay. And then that's why we ended up leaving because we were like, all right, this is, yeah, this is weird. This is, uh, yeah, this is not what, what, uh, what you would expect. Now, uh, Kid Rock, during his set, he had everyone throw bottles and stuff on, on stage. <laughs> that was insane. And then right after that, Wyclef Jean plays, and he asks everyone to do the same thing, which I was like, well, are you just straight copying like what you saw work before? And also, like, how do these people still have this much trash? Uh, were, were, did you guys witness any, any of that, all the bottle throwing? Oh, yeah. the bottle. The, when, when Kid Rock said it, the, the bottles flying up was just bizarre. <laughs> I mean, we were picking shit up, too, and throwing it. Yeah, <laughs> there's. I mean, there's bottles and trash all around you. Did you? Would, so you, were you seeing anything like like harmful flying through the air? Like, were you seeing people getting clobbered by like stuff? Because we heard that like some people would just throw like a battery or like a rock. I didn't see anything malicious like that, but I did see like full water bottles, which kind of blew my mind because that's like you just threw eight dollars in the air. <laughs> like you just threw an eight dollar bit. Like somebody worked an over an hour for that. <laughs> You know? Yeah, at that time, yeah, you're right. I mean, at the time, it was what? What was minimum wage? Three twenty-five. Oh my god! So it, was, it was like three and a half hours for somebody. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Oh man, that's fine. Well, and hopefully it was water, not just like you know, <laughs> filling it up themselves. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, no, I mean most of them. You could tell they were, you know, 
clear bottles. The one thing we did notice all weekend was the groping. All weekend. Ugh. Terrible. Which I mean, was really disturbing. Yeah. Like, how do you witness that? Like, I mean, I mean, like, what kind of things were you seeing specifically? Not to, like, you know, harp on this so much, but it, it's bad, you know? Yeah. The first time was at um, Ice Cube set. There was a bunch of girls on people's shoulders. Obviously, like, their boyfriend or something. And guys are just reaching up and grabbing. Ugh. Like, in my mind, first of all, it's bad. You shouldn't be grabbing a girl that's not asking to be grabbed. Absolutely. If she's not telling you to grab her, don't touch her. Even besides that, she's on her boyfriend's shoulders. Yeah. She's clearly with somebody. You're not grabbing his nipples. Right. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, he's be got all nipples. Right grab them too then. Yeah. I mean, the, like that's got to put kind of like a, a sour feeling in your stomach. I mean, already because you, you saw the, the naked, the elephant guy. You saw the two like what, you know, what you like assume are, are underage girls walking around like t topless yep. and now you're seeing this i mean like, like how 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 does that make you guys feel as people that are going to see bands and stuff like like are you starting to feel like hey there might be some people here that just are here to just fuck off all weekend you know right it, it was it, it was a lot of the uh what do you what do you want to call them college boy mentality there yeah, was a like lot of that there stuff. like frat guys yeah frat boys there was a lot of that there and they were and, you know, they might like the music, but they're not the type of people that are there because of the music. They're there for the music and to cause trouble. Right. Like, like all Just the like they would at their dorm or, the, you know, their their frat fraternity or whatever. Yeah. I, I uh, You could I, tell. I liken it to nowadays, you know, you hear about like with Burning Man, which was such like a closed off like you know, subculture of people that like, you know, we're, we're in the know of it. And now there's like multimillionaire tech guys going for the weekend yep. because they like, they feel like there's going to be orgies and drugs and all, and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, you're not going for like the crazy art and like the camaraderie that only comes like, you know, once a year or whatever you're going for all the wrong reasons. And that is the gropers from Woodstock 99. Yep. I, I'm actually supposed to be a burning man right now, but other things happen and I couldn't go this year. I, I, I've never gone. I have, friends that have a whole camp there and everything oh wow yeah 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 wow you're, you're a warrior and they're law <laughs> they're lawyers like when we met them you know totally normal people and then we're like wait you guys are burners and him <laughs> and his wife are like yeah that's that's pretty much how we met but oh, yeah wow. <laughs> so yeah I, like and again the the groping stuff that of course you know evolves into something much much darker um were you seeing because yeah, you just see you a hand any, like, pushback on that like, like when you'd see the hand scope were you were you hearing people like yell at these guys or, or was it just kind of like happening so much around you that it's, it just becomes part of the mosaic you know at first it was literally just it seemed like just the girls fending for themselves like like slapping their hands like stop and it which kind of was like wait, wait a minute this like your boyfriend is right there why isn't he doing anything like i, I know i'd end up in jail because right. I would knock somebody out if they were touching my lady like that. Yeah. I, I, and they, I, I a lot of the guys wonder, weren't doing anything. I often wonder if, if the guys were, were like afraid, you know, because they're like, okay, there's like 10 animals surrounding me. Like, it, yeah, like, it I'm, could just, be. I'm just going to get stomped out. Like, you know, so, but uh, like on the same, on the flip side of that coin though, it's like, well, if you don't do anything, it's not going to stop. And you, you know, I feel like if, if one group sees one group doing that, then they think it's okay. And like, all it would take would be for like one guy to get his ass kicked in front of a lot of people for doing that. And then maybe it wouldn't have been so prevalent, but it just wasn't, that just wasn't happening. And it was, it just, right. Like I was, I was kind of shocked that men weren't standing together and being like, no, stop, stop. Right. It was quite the opposite. Like nobody was doing anything. 
Yeah. You know, and I grew up in a town where if you did something like that to a woman, you got your head stomped in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way it was in my town. Yeah. It's interesting that I think, you know, with Woodstock, there's like the peace, love and music thing. And, you know, that it's like, yeah, but for everyone except women, you know, it's like, like you're allowed to do that. But God forbid you get in a fist fight, like defending someone's honor or something, because that wouldn't be peace, love and music. But grabbing someone without permission totally uh, somehow fits into the mold. It's it's out of like violating these girls like they're just having a good time. Like, guys, if you want to. I, I get, I get, you know, you, you want to grab, you, you want to look at, some, just look at her then. If you want to look at, just look, but don't, don't touch her. No. Yeah. Like that's just disgusting. It was, yeah, that was getting disturbing, but that was the first time was it was uh ice cube is when we started seeing it. And then it started, you started seeing it more and more. And it's like, do you feel like I, that kind of behavior ramped up by the second day? Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's monkey see monkey do. The more people started seeing it, the more, it almost started becoming okay. Ugh, yeah, right. It was almost like, okay, well, he's doing it. Well, I'm doing it. Well, then, oh, well, then I'm going to do it. Let's all do it. And then when everyone's doing it, it's like validated. Yeah, if you wanted to stop it, you'd be in the in the unfortunate minority of uh, you know of, yeah, uh, of actual I mean, you, do-gooders. Right. You, there's four hundred plus thousand people. You, you're not doing anything. You're not stopping anyone from anything. Yeah. Like it was. It, it was. It got to a point with everything where it was there was so much, so many people that was like, okay, well, hopefully somebody does something about this. Yeah. Like, but what? What are they going to do? Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> after seeing y- Wyclef, uh, did you meet up with your friends then, or was that? Like- yeah, it was. I was right after that that we went to the beer garden and we were all like boiling hot. There was no shade. That's the one one of the biggest problems I had too. There was there was no shade, none. Like, if you could find shade, it was underneath one of the uh, semi-trucks. Right. I've seen pictures of that. It literally just looks like people are yeah. dying. It was awful. Like, I mean, it was it was in the high 90s, hundreds, whatever the hell it was. It was hot. Oh. And you can't, you could not get away from it. Like, I think there's a picture of me with, like, I'm wearing, like, my shirt on my head or, or like, over my shoulders or something. And it's, you can just see all of us are sitting there in the beer garden just like, ugh. Like you're in the fucking Sahara. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, because you're drinking beer, so you're dehydrating. You're getting right. fucked up, but you're burning. It, uh. Uh. But yeah, we met up with them. So it was a little more, we were a little more upbeat, yet still burning and hot. <laughs> right, yeah. But because it was like, okay, so. faces to, to work with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the one the one guy that showed up was a, was an old roommate of mine. So it was like, he was one of, one of my other best friends. So it was like, okay, cool. We're all together now. Awesome. And then, so who do you guys go, like, as this newly formed group, what's the first act you guys went and saw? Um, we pretty much hung out at the beer garden because you couldn't leave with a beer. So we just stayed there for the whole time because we had a great spot in the beer garden to catch Limp Bizkit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you were able to like, see the stage or, or what have you. Like, how big was the stage? I mean, it looks huge, but, like, with that many people – it's got to be kind of like the performers have to look like ants. I mean, did you feel like the jumbo screens were doing justice? Like how massive was that actual East stage? Like, in um, Oh, it was, it was huge. I mean, you could see them. It wasn't as bad as it seemed on video. Um, right. Like, you know, you could see Fred, you could see, you can see them all. They were small, but you could see them. Um, luckily they had the screens, which, you know, aren't anything like they are today, but 
at least we had the screen so we could see what was going on. Right. Now, as you're watching Limp, I mean, you're, you're, you're in a cushy zone. You're in the, you're in the beer garden, you know, yeah. and you got your budget. You're far from the thing. Like, were you able to see, like, the people starting to tear down the plywood and stuff like yes. that? Like, were, were you aware of what was happening? We had it. The thing is, from the beer garden, because it was a little more elevated than everything else, like, it was, because it was like rolling hills down to the, it was like a rolling hill down to the stage. So we were, like, elevated. You could see everything. You could see everything happening. And, you know, everyone blames Limp Biscuit, or a lot of people did. And I don't blame them. The only, the only gripe I, I had is right while we knew break stuff was going to start playing, you could tell shit was going on. And we had one buddy that kept going out of the beer garden, trying to get to the front of the stage and come back being like, nope, not getting close. Going back in. <laughs> but he kept, he kept coming back and saying, like, there's bad shit going on in there. We're like, what are you talking about? He's like, there's girls getting groped, and I think somebody just got raped. Oh we were like, God. what? So did he explain that? Like, like what he saw that? Cause I mean, obviously gropes like on people's shoulders, you'd be able to see. Um, and also just to the listeners, sorry, I didn't, uh, you know, preface this, but it's podcast 99. I mean, you know, unfortunately this kind of stuff is part of, is part right, of Woodstock what 99. Happened. Yeah. So, I mean, did he see anything like, like, like beyond like what, what you said became kind of like the usual, like unfortunate, like groping thing that made him come back and the word grope all of a sudden became like rape. girls were like, crowd surfing people were like trying to rip their clothes off and they were like literally manhandling manhandling their their parts oh you know jesus that's so terrifying yeah right so when he came back the last time he's like yeah i'm not going back in and then fred started talking and we all looked at each other and we we're like dude don't do it don't like <laughs> hope don't do it like we were hoping that he would have said something like all right everyone stop for a minute let's all take care of each other and then do break stuff and like let's all have a good time. I mean, I don't know to what extent he knew. Well, like yeah, I don't know he, if he knew what was going on. Exactly. And that that's always the most like kind of disputed you know, aspect of it is how much could he see? I mean, obviously we know that he saw that the plywood was getting ripped off, but did he know where it was coming from? Probably not. You right. know, I mean, he's adrenaline like, you know, just full of adrenaline like playing the biggest show any of the acts that Woodstock 99 had ever played, you know, with the exception right. of Metallica. And it's like <laughs> Yeah, how how could he have known how bad it was getting? When you're looking at an ocean, you can't really see each fish, you know? Right, exactly. Like, so for a lot of, most of it, I don't fault him. I mean, I wish he would have been like, hey, I don't know what's going on out there, but let's all take care of each other, whatever. Because I've been to a lot of shows where they'll stop and be like, okay, take care of each other. Now let's, let's, let's freak out. Right. Which, you know, a musician on stage does have a lot of power to calm things down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely more commonplace now for, for that to happen. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, back then, I mean, it, it, with, with except, you know, until Woodstock 99 happened, there really wasn't like a culture of wanting to quell the crowd because nothing like bad really bad, happened like, like that. that bad. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like that happened, you know? Right. So it's like, you know, part of me then we we all knew because we were in it. We were like, oh, Fred, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Uh, okay. He's telling people to tear the place down basically. Okay, cool. <laughs> Break stuff. Okay. I mean, but again, he, I don't, I don't fault him because he didn't know. I mean, he was just doing what he came there to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people, so, so then they, they people blame him, but it's like he, you invited Limp Biscuit. 
Right. Yeah. And I mean, maybe even the promoters are like, well, last night, I mean, we survived corn and like, how crazy was that? I mean, you know, so many people were taking to the medic tent for that. But with Limp Biscuit, I feel like that's when the energy started being directed at the place itself. And, and yeah. And yeah. And you start seeing people sure. literally break stuff. Um, so then, then he plays that and then they do the last song, um, you know, um, uh, faith and, and he gets up on the plywood. Were you guys seeing that? Like the crowd surfers on the, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was, I, I honestly thought that something was going to happen to him. Like I thought he was going to get like tackled into the crowd or something. I had no idea what was going to happen to him. I thought that was kind of nuts, but it was, I mean, how cool was it now? Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, we always said it's the Jimi Hendrix uh, moment of, <laughs> of Woodstock 99 is Fred. Absolutely. On, on, on that plywood. Fred Durst on a, piece of plywood that's that's insane yeah yeah all it would have taken was for like one of the roadies that was like holding him by his belt or whatever to just like let him go like you like that'd be it that's a wrap he would just disappear into the into the abyss so after after they're done with their set um like what's kind of the vibe like are you guys like oh shit like it's it's definitely you know turned up a notch now or did people seem to kind of calm down a bit because right after that yeah, rage against the machine the metallica see i i think honestly the the energy just kept getting more and more amped people were more and more frustrated there was just more and more frustration yeah were you seeing it spill over like because i mean you guys like you said you're in the beer gardens i mean were you starting to see that kind of vibe outside of the pits and the and the crowds from watching the show oh yeah absolutely we well we ran into somebody else that we knew and they came over and they're like oh check it out we got all this this weed so we're like okay cool we didn't we, we didn't bring shit with us so we started smoking all this weed and whoever had it, they're like, Oh, it's laced with something. I can't remember what the hell it was laced with. I'm like, Oh, oh that's, no. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's great. I'm going to see a 400,000 people and um, I got something that's laced. That's great. Okay. Well <laughs> let's go with it. <laughs> oh, just, I like your attitude. I would have been like, I'm going to the tent. I got, I got I to handle this. Well, what do you think it was laced with? I mean, did, did you feel like it was laced? Oh, oh yeah. It was, something i don't remember what the hell it was but it was uh it was not normal weed <laughs> i mean even even when he, we started smoking it i'm like what the hell is this and they're like oh it's laced i can't remember what the hell it was it's like angel dust or like it i'm because i didn't go crazy i just <laughs> i don't remember what the hell it was damn well that's that's rough i mean did they purposefully buy weed that was laced or did they figure it out or did they just find it and then it like just threw through experimentation, they, realized that it was laced? No, I think they purposely, like, made it like that. Like, they wanted that. Oh, my God. All right. So, so now... Are, and <laughs> the person that we were with, or the per, it, was, it was a friend of ours, and it was her friend's friend or something like that. So we were like, ah, cool, whatever. And we were just like, they took off, and then we were like, what the hell is this? So then Metallica came on, and I don't really remember much of Metallica. I mean, do you remember Rage? Because Rage came in between oh, Limp. that's right. No, that was, okay, so we smoked that during Rage. That's what it was. It was at the end of Rage we smoked that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was right at the end of Rage, because Rage, in my opinion, to me, Rage was my favorite act of the whole entire time. Right. And were I you guys, loved it. Were you guys still just staying back in the, in the beer garden for that? So we were in and out of the beer garden, because we knew people outside of the beer garden that they were, they had, like, a cooler of beers or something. So we would go in and out. And when they ran out of beers, we went back into the beer garden. So we were like back and forth. <clears throat> um, beer is very rage, central. Rage was amazing. 
What's that? I said beer is very central to this to this Woodstock '99 story. I like it. I like oh it. yeah, like, it's, it's like for the us magnet. it was beer. Yeah, <laughs> beer like, and you know, when I was, Yeah, like most of my younger years was more drugs and alcohol. Drugs than alcohol. And my twenties was more alcohol than drugs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, good. yeah, um, but rage, rage killed it. It was yeah. just they were flawless, and the energy was you know not as not as intense as. Limp Biscuit, right? Do, why do why do you think that is? Limp Biscuit's more of a, a you know you know frat guys can listen to that too, right? Sure. So it's more of a you know I mean break stuff. It's it's just a different type of energy. Yeah. You know Limp Biscuit's more of a like let's go and fight. <laughs> where where Rage is more of a let's fight the powers that be. Yes. Not yeah. let's not fight each other. Let's not break everything. Let's let's break the system. So it's it's just a totally different vibe. Right, right, and then and then of course the headliner of the day, Metallica comes on. Yeah, that's when we were. I was I was pretty fucked up. Right. <laughs> I, I remember it, but I mean Metallica always puts on a great show. They're sure. just it's Metallica. Did you get like? Did you guys try and like get in deep for that, or, or were you just no. like, nope, that like this is too nope. too crazy? Yeah, there was there were still too many people. I mean, it wasn't nearly as many as like Limp Bizkit and Rage, or at least I couldn't tell because it was a lot darker and later at night. Right. Yeah, sure. But during Limp Bizkit, I mean, you could see it was just, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people just crammed together. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure at nighttime it was the same, but again, you know, it's skewed, and plus you're getting skewed now, you know, because you've been, right. you've been drinking in the sun all day, and now you've, you know, you have this this laced bag. Uh, right. What, what happens after Metallica, like now that you guys are on a, a proper festival good one, and you're right smack dab in the middle of the of the the festival, you know, timeline. Yeah. So I, I was ready to keep partying and my buddy Ryan that I was with that we had tents next to each other. He's like, he wanted to go back to the tents. So all my other friends were like, well, we're going to go back to ours and we're going to like get our heads together and we're going to figure out what we're going to do. And I'm like, all right, I'll meet you guys over there. I'll, I'll, I'll try to meet you guys over there. And Ryan's like, well, aren't you going to crash? I'm like, no, <laughs> my buddy Ryan, he's like, he's an early bird. He's, he's a military guy. He's, you know, so we went back to the tents. He went to bed, and I'm like, I'm not going to bed, dude. I'm at Woodstock. Yeah, sure. So I had no idea where my other friends were. I had no idea where their tents were. I just had an idea. I went to go try to find them, and I couldn't. This was the last moment. When I said goodbye to my buddy Ryan, that's the last time I saw any of my friends the entire weekend. <laughs> that was it. Like you... I, was by my, I was by myself the entire time. Oh, my God. So what did yeah. you go and do now that you're a lone so, wolf? I went, <laughs> I went to the, uh, the rave tent or the rave, the rave hangar. And that was, <laughs> that was a sight to be seen. There was drugs getting passed around. Like you wouldn't believe like just freely giving drugs out people wow. just here, here's some Molly. And I, so I took some, <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up, there was these like five or six people that were just standing around in the one corner. And they seemed to be like, you know, in amazement with what was going on. So I just stood there with them. They're like, who, who are you? Like, I don't know if they asked me who I was with or whatever, but they were like, you know, here. Want some? And I'm like, what is it? They're like, Molly. I'm like, yeah, I'll take some whatever. I don't give a shit. Oh, man. And being in there. And then there's like these people came in in like a, a van or a bus or some shit. Right, and right. I, yeah, I was like, okay. There was like people having sex in the corners and it was just wild. 
Did it seem? And, um, did, did it seem like? I mean, because we've heard, you know, especially from the the new Netflix documentary, like there's like some horror stories in, involved, like especially with the, with the van. And I mean, we've we know just through our research and stuff that the rave, yeah, had a lot of public sex and just depravity. Did it seem like shady? Do you? I mean, obviously you were on one, but like, did did it ever I, yeah. strike you as being kind of shady, or or where you're like, whoa, this is just like a crazy party, and like people are fucking? Yeah, to there, me, it was just a crazy party, right? I'm sure, I, it I'm didn't sure in seem, retrospect, it's like, ooh, that was actually kind of. <laughs> yeah, it was, to me, it was it was very strange. I didn't, I I didn't feel comfortable probably because I was by myself. Right. So sure. as soon as that like vehicle came in, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I'm I'm out. Did it? I'm, did I'm it dipping. drive in slow or like did like did people have to like run like run out of the way screaming like how like how did the van get so, in there? I was way away from it, but it was it, it was like just it seemed like it was going in slow. I didn't know if it was I I like being in the state I was in I thought it was part of the act or something. <laughs> like I didn't know if this was like part of it and some like musician was going to come out. I didn't know what the hell was happening. But then when I started realizing this is not supposed to be happening, I was like, yeah, I I'm I'm going to leave just in case like I don't know SWAT comes in or something. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm that, that, that could have been really bad. And I mean, for some people it was really bad. But uh Right. So then, what do you do? I mean, but now, now you're, you know, you're freshly powdered and and ready to ready to go. Do you just go back to your tent, or I mean, are you I, just lost? I didn't. I couldn't find. I couldn't find my tent. Oh no! Yeah, that's right. I was so fucked up that I couldn't find my tent. So, so I was like, okay, I just went and slept in the field, like in the by the concert stage. Oh my! So that that's weird to me. So were you guys like? Like they just let people stay on the grounds, just open the whole night. Like, oh yeah, like, people it, were it, passed it, out everywhere. No one kicked anyone out and said, "Hey guys, like you know, come back in when the gates open." There wasn't really much security anyway. <laughs> okay. Like no, it didn't seem like anyone was controlling anything. Oh man, so yeah, you just, so, you just rough it. Yeah, I just fell asleep. Woke up the next morning hoping to see my friends. I never saw them again. <laughs> oh, man. And I mean, my phone and my my phone died, so I I had I couldn't I tried to charge it and it like was taking forever and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Wow. I was starting to get like I was starting to get pissed off during the day because I couldn't find my friends and I'm like, did they leave? And I'm like, Ryan couldn't have left because I drove here. Yeah. Yeah. At least you had at least you had the transportation on your side, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you do? I mean, now that you've assessed it, you know that, like, you know, you're not going to be able to find one. Your phone's kaput. Like, w- w- what what was the music that you saw, like, that day? Like, I saw, like, in, in okay, so I remember Sunday was really, I don't know, it was just really blurry. Um, <laughs> probably because I was so dehydrated and just, I was pretty much over it. Yeah, I mean, um, I remember, I remember seeing Jewel. Sunburn? Oh, yeah, I was torched. Oh, man. I was, I mean, I don't burn a lot, but I, I did burn. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I was tortured. Like, you, you could even see in the documentary that I'm, like, red. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I remember seeing Jewel that day. I remember seeing, I think, was it Willie Nelson that played that day? Yeah. Yeah, Willie Nelson. I saw a few, like, nothing that really, I really cared. I mean, it was cool to see Willie Nelson and cool to see Jewel. Um, but nothing really that. I was too excited about. I was excited to see the Chili Peppers. I'm not a big fan of them anymore. I used to be. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, I I kind of tried to stay in one spot, hoping that they would find me. 
And where was, was the, where, where was your spot? I mean, obviously you're not going to be like in the middle of a crowd, like so you had right. To stand so I away. I stood. I I kept staying by the spot where me and my buddy Ryan watched corn. Okay, it was like up in the left corner of the the main stage. And never just, saw them again. <laughs> never saw them again. No. I don't know how I don't know how that happened. I, I really, to this day, still don't get it. It might have something to do with the laced weed and the molly and the beer <laughs> and the hundred degree weather. I mean, and yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, I was still pretty messed up all day Sunday. Like I was still kind of going until like mid afternoon. Yeah, it's crazy to me that even your friend was able to find your tents. You know, I mean, and who knows? Like you might have walked past it like a bunch of times and just not yeah. not not noticed. I, it was. I mean, because it was literally like go into a backyard put tents as close together as you can and then when you think you don't have enough room put some more in there right <laughs> that's how it was jeez and what what are the grounds like on sunday now i mean like as if they couldn't get <laughs> any worse like was it what what did it look like on on that final day so oh that's right i did run into one person i ran into my buddy mike and he didn't know where anyone when he oh oh that's I totally forgot about that because I have a picture of him. <laughs> so he I found him and then he knew where everyone was except Ryan. So he was gonna go find everyone else and then he took off and then I never saw him again and never saw any of them again. But I got a picture of him sitting there with his shirt on his head and he's got like this big smile on his face, and there is this garbage everywhere. It looks like a nuclear bomb went off in the next city and all the remnants just came over Ugh. just trash everywhere. Like people were like laying down on top of garbage. Like when I laid down, there was like garbage around me. Did you like uh, gather up like a nice little pile for a pillow? Yeah. It's some people did. <laughs> oh, some people literally laid their heads on, on, on trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a very bizarre <laughs> scene. Work. It felt like you were in like in a third world country for a minute. Oh my gosh! With just music blaring, so like as the sun starts going down, I mean, you know, you, you caught Jewel, you, you caught some stuff. Uh, are you going to stick around for Chili Peppers? Like, what what's your plan for the rest of the day now? So I I planned on staying until Monday morning, but that that didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Once the Chili Peppers started playing and the fires started happening, I so I had switched cars with my girlfriend at the time, who ended up being my kid's mom. We don't talk anymore. Whatever. <laughs> but I, I had just bought a brand new truck. It was a little less 10, but I didn't want to bring it there. And she had a 79 Monte Carlo and she's Ooh. like, take mine and I'll take yours. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a cool car, but it wasn't like a V8 wasn't one of the good ones, but sure. nice. It was a nice car, but you know, she's like, you take mine and I'll take yours for the weekend. Well, when the fire started going and people started like ripping shit down, I just had a bad feeling. And I'm like, ah, yeah. I don't want her car, something to happen to her car. I don't want to get stuck here. I'm out. I I got to go. When, and I just, I left. When the fires started, I mean, uh, like, obviously you're getting worried, but how quickly, like, do you feel like it went from, okay, one fire, like, popped up here, and it's just people burning trash to, like, okay, now they're tearing shit apart. Like, like how, how quickly did that happen? It happened pretty fast. Like, it was, it was kind of surreal because you saw the one fire happening and it was like, well, that's, that's not really supposed to be happening. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on over there? And then there were people right near me starting to burn shit. And then they're starting to like burn the, the trailers and shit. And it was like, okay, now I got to go. This is going to get out of control. 
This is way too many people thinking that they can do anything they want. I, I'm I'm out. I mean, if I did, if if somebody else would have drove, I probably it, it, in those days would have been like, yeah, let's break some shit. Right. <laughs> like but you're oh, worried about the, the the gal's car. Yeah, I'm worried about her car. I'm like, I don't. Last thing I want to do is be like, well, I'm, I have to buy you a new car because right. <laughs> they they torched it and flipped it over. Right, which happened to someone's car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, when it when you're when it's time to leave, like, are you trying to get your tent? Like, like, what no, is leaving? No, I left like? everything. Did, I left everything. Did you leave your buddy? Oh yeah, he 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 ended up getting a ride home with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any like animosity about that or like bad blood? Like, dude, you fucking left no, me. No, like... no. He literally just texted me a little while ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, dude, are... like you left when the place was burning to the ground and you didn't <laughs> think to wait for me. Oh, he, he called me Monday night and he's like, dude, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, no, you what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? You left me here. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't. You, you were no, you, I couldn't find you anywhere. So he thought I just left him and I'm like, no, dude, I waited around the entire day. I couldn't find you. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, still, we're still best friends to this day. The, when, when, the, you, when you got to your car though, I mean, was, was the car actually in any kind of danger? Like, did you see people no. like fucking around with cars or anything like that? No, no, no. I would have been fine to go back in and have fun, but I was like, all right, I'm at the car. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Just like because <laughs> watch, then I, then watching I, it burn in the rear view mirror. Yeah. Cause I, and I was also at a point where I'm like, okay, I don't know how quick SWAT's going to come in here. I don't know what's going to go wrong. I don't want to be stuck here for two days. I don't want to get arrested. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. What What was your What was your first stop like? I mean, like, did you did you just hightail at home the, the few hours, or, or did you straight did you home make a pit stop? Straight home. <laughs> did you, I went right to my house. Did you like turn on the news or anything? Does it, like or, or well, that was you the thing. Just cra- you probably took a fucking huge dump and then crashed. If I'm if I'm making an assumption. Her Monte Carlo the whole way home only had AM radio, so I had nothing good to listen to. Just drove home in peace and quiet the whole time. <laughs> Literally got into the house, took a shit, lay down on the couch, and <laughs> fell asleep. Oh, my God. Now, okay, yeah. so now you, you wake up, it's the next day, uh, and, I mean, throughout that week, I'm sure reports are starting to come in on every major outlet that there is, you know, Woodstock, you know, rape, fires, looting. Like, were you surprised by anything that you saw in the news? Like, oh, I didn't know it was that bad. Or was it kind of the opposite where you're like, yep, like this totally checks out with my experience and what I saw there? Yeah, I, I was not uh, surprised at anything. It what was funny. Something I did leave out. I can't remember. If it was I think it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. I had to get more money out of the ATM. And I forget her name. The girl that does the, was doing the MTV news. I always thought it was Tatiana Ali, but it's the other girl. Um, right. I, I forget her name too. I forget her name, but she actually came up to me while, while I was cashing, getting cash out. And she's like, Hey, can I interview you? And I'm like, sure. And she's like, how's your experience going? I'm like, well, uh, not so good right at this moment. And she's like, well, why? And I'm like, well, because I'm trying to take $200 out. It'll only let me take a hundred dollars out. And it's 32 fucking dollars. It was a $32 fee to take out a hundred bucks. No fucking way. Yeah. So I had to pay, tw- I had to pay $32 twice to get 200 bucks out Holy for the rest shit. of the weekend. That's unheard mm-hmm. of. I think that's, that's You're right. I mean, by, by leaps and bounds, that's the highest fee I've ever heard on an ATM. I've, I've never seen anything like it even to this day. God damn. Yeah. That's fucking, yeah. So, that, that would make me not have a, a great day either. Holy shit. Right. Like I was pissed. I was like, "This is ridiculous." Like I just want to, 
more money. Like I'm going, you're going to be getting this same money. You're charging me that amount to get this money. Yeah. Yeah, And and, and putting the cap on it too. I mean, what a fucking racket. Right. So like everything I saw, the only thing that I saw since then that made me go, Oh, figures was the documentary that just came out. When I saw them saying, Oh, we didn't, you know, it it was not our fault. I was like, you know, you know, it was your fault. Like you could have had better security. You're like Michael Lang or whatever his name is. It was like, no, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, this is your fault. Like you wanted Woodstock. You wanted to be peace and love. Well, then why did you have corn in Limp Biscuit? That's not Woodstock. That's, that's like it's Woodstock '99. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> <It> is now? <laughs> you know that that that's always been my takeaway. It's like, well, no, it was Woodstock. It was just Woodstock '99. You know, you, you right? You know, yeah, that's it, true. It's, it's a reflection, it's true. but also, you know, and I feel like what John Sher and Michael Lang, like the the way they deflected is because obviously the worst thing about Woodstock 99 were the sexual assaults. And I feel like they harp on that to be like, well, that's not our fault. Like how could we have any control over that? And sure I'll give them that. But like the, but every people didn't tear the fucking place apart because they just would have done that. Like they tore it apart because of the way that you guys set up the festival, the, the, right, and the way that the, we were treated. Yeah. The, the terrible, you know, crimes of individuals, like, sure. That's something that like, you know, people couldn't have foreseen happening really. And it's, you know, again, the most terrible aspect of it, but everything else <laughs> is your guys' right. fault. I, like, how about some shade? You gave us no shade. Yeah. You gave us no shade. Our bathrooms, we couldn't take a, sh- no one could take a shit the whole weekend. Like what? There was no water. There was no water. Like in the shit, people. That was out of control. Because we had front view of some of that. Like there was mud people. That I have this picture of this one girl, and it's like a close-up picture, and she's like, you know, like the the outline they show of like uh, Yetis, like. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like that Bigfoot where he's like walking, that, like like if people, yeah, like the Sasquatch stickers and stuff, where he's like walking. Yeah, she's kind of like in that pose, and she's got this like, no pun intended, the shit eating grin, <laughs> and she's covered in mud, Ugh. but it's not mud because it didn't rain all weekend. It was tipped over porta potties. It was shit. They were literally playing in shit. I feel like those people, like I feel like everyone that didn't want to become a mud Nazi as, as we called him on the show. Like, like <laughs> it's like the only people that didn't know it were, was shit was the people that were like up in it. Like, like yeah, you know, I, the people that should have figured it out first were the only ones that didn't know. I, it was, I still to this day, like when I go into a porta potty and I smell a porta potty, I instantly have Woodstock flashbacks. <laughs> like, it I'm smells like, like apocalypse now opening, like with like this f- fan spinning, like, <laughs> like, freaking out, like having this like fucking flashback. God damn, yeah. I mean, it it really is. It really is crazy. I mean that that you went and you know you, you did it. You survived. You got separated. So many people that that we've talked to, you know, got separated and yeah, just never found their people. You know, until the end. Um, it, it, it's it's crazy. Did you end up getting any souvenirs? No. Uh, well, I mean, I have my ticket and my um, program and stuff. But what really sucks is I've always wanted a poster. Like, I started collecting concert posters, you know, in the last couple of years. 
Because that's what we have in our house. Instead of artwork, we have posters, and we sure. put them up in frames, and it's like our story. And sometimes we'll switch them out and put a new one up. Yeah. So I've been looking for the, the Woodstock ones that I didn't even know that they had them. And then when I found out people were stealing them at the end, I was like, oh, my God, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I didn't get shit. Oh, yeah. no, Just, yeah. just the stuff that I bought, like I, that I... I definitely have a, a huge collection that I've amassed like th through eBay and also like from some people we've interviewed, they'll, they'll send us stuff occasionally. And I have one poster and it has... It's a giant, it's the most unappealing poster ever. You'd probably love it since you were there. And, and like it, it completely to me represents um, most people's experience because it's an aerial shot of the entire Air Force Base. So it just looks unappealing as shit. You can't really tell what, what, what anything is. It's like it's an aerial view of an Air Force Base. And then it says Woodstock 99. And around the border, it has all the acts listed. Um, that's the only one that I've ever seen. And I remember watching a special and like on Woodstock 99, like, or just like a bunch of news footage someone threw together. And there's literally footage of guys like, you know, looting a stand and a guy holds up two of those posters and he's like, it's all free. And I'm like, I bet you that guy yeah. sold me his. That's, that's the, that's the poster. I, I, I literally almost bought one on eBay last or like two weeks ago. The guy wanted like two ninety nine. It was in a frame. And I'm like, all right. I was like in bed looking at it. I'm like, I, I think I'm gonna buy this tomorrow. I woke up the next day and it was already sold. I was like, "No, yeah, <laughs> no, right, yeah." Well, you know, just, I'll get my hands on one someday. Yeah, uh, of, of course. Yeah, th through legal uh, methods, not non-looted. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be buying it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the difference between you and the people that got them at the show. Well, yeah, I'll probably pay less for that than I did for food. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ching. All right, Kristen. Well, it's been awesome having you on, man. Uh, I'm glad Absolutely. you made it. I'm glad the laced weed didn't like uh, scar you permanently. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you know you you had a. It sounds like a good head on your shoulders there, you know, and you, and you weren't part of any of the shenanigans, and you kind of were able to come back with these memories that you're able to share with us, like that have a very kind of keen eye on what the what the real situation was there. So, thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. You got it. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Laced weed. Uh, unfortunately, witnessing some of the darker aspects of Woodstock 99 getting lost, uh, you know, completely separated, seeing the major, you know, the major four, the corn, limp, rage and Metallica. Uh, this is that. What a solid Woodstock '99 story. You had you had a little bit of all the the major focal points that that we love here. So, thanks again, Christian. Now, folks, as always, if you went to, worked at, or played Woodstock '99, contact us at podcast ninety nine official at gmail .com or on our Instagram at podcast ninety nine. I'm Ryan Lichten, and I'll see you at Woodstock. <laughs>